The Nets blew out the Timberwolves on Tuesday night behind a monster game from Kevin Durant. They'll take on the Sixers in an Eastern Conference Finals preview on Wednesday. But Ben Simmons is out here talking a whole lot of smack. Is he going to regret that in a few months? We'll chat about that with the post Brian Lewis. We'll also talk with friend of the program, former Nets all-star point guard, Kenny Anderson. Lots to do, lots of beefs cooking. Let's get into it all next on Full Court on Flatbush from the New York Post. The next stop is Barclays Center. Full Court on Flatbush. Flatbush Avenue. It's the podcast. The New York Post. BK. Most stars in the sky. The three. Welcome to Full Court on Flatbush, our Brooklyn Nets podcast from the New York Post. Kerry Kittles is in for a treat today. It is me, Jake Brown, filling in for Robin Lundberg as his co-host for today's show. And we're excited. We got a big one for you coming today. And if you don't know, I produce all of our shows here at The Post. I host our Mets and Jets and uh, Giants shows, co-host those. So I'm filling in for Robin Lundberg, who has had his third child. Congrats to Robin for having his third kid. Now, Carrie, we got Kenny Anderson joining the show later on. We got Brian Lewis from the New York Post joining the show later on we have lots of guests lots to do rohan is the third child in the lundberg family and uh, you can follow us on twitter at jake brown radio at carrie underscore kittles 30 and carrie glad to be with you man i know you you gotta you know put earplugs in at my grand introduction robin's a little softer and i thought robin was loud but then when, when you got me with the big welcome are you good over there i'm i'm great man and, and congrats to the lumberg family on their newest edition uh, i'm sure that, um they're thrilled hopefully he's getting a little bit of rest it's essentially you're the nets i mean no he's the nets uh with the big three and you're five you got the five can your five kids take on his three kids is the question I have a few babysitters for him in case he needs that. So he has to give me a call. I can hook him up with some uh, some free time with he and his wife. Listen, you're, you're both in Jersey. I mean, he could use it. You know, it's a stressful time having a kid. I can't even imagine it. It's stressful for me going to the fridge and seeing no food there. So to have a kid is, an, is another level. But the Nets are just blowing teams out. Minnesota, that game was over in the first half last night, Kerry, 127-97. We'll talk with Brian Lewis about it later as well, but KD was in his bag, bro. He was just draining everything, mid-range. I mean, is there a better mid-range shooter on the planet than Kevin Durant? It is so smooth when he's 12, 14, 16 feet away from the basket and you know just creates space and drills it. It is just bucket after bucket. He didn't even need to play the fourth. I know he played a little bit. You could critique Steve Nash for doing that. We'll see if he plays against the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals preview tonight. But Kerry, KD, I mean, when he's back and healthy, 
He's fun to watch. Yeah, he is. And, you know, <clears throat> a couple of games back now, and he was able to find his rhythm early on. And when I watch him play, I'm, I'm just amazed because, you know, I guarded a lot of wings in my day in the NBA, and I know how difficult it can be to guard certain guys who are crafty and shifty. But he just does it with his size and his skill. It's just like he takes two dribbles, those long strides. He gets to his spot. And last night, the McDaniels kid is like 6'9", I'm sure over a seven-foot wingspan. And KD just pulls up in his grill like he's not even there, you know, like multiple times and the net doesn't even move. It's just fun to watch as a fan now. And yeah, like when he's on like that, you know, he's he's drilling shots. You can't leave him. And, you know, you guys left him a couple of times last night. It's just it's just easy buckets. Yeah. And, you know, the role players are fun. I mean, we've talked about Bruce Brown endlessly on this podcast. This is one of the smallest guys on the floor, bro. And he's throwing down dunks. But that's not the thing. You look at the box score. This guy's got 13 boards. I mean, puts 9 and 13. Don't worry about the points. Yeah, he missed a lot of shots. They were up by 45 at one point. I mean, it was a laughing stock. But the fact that this guy's 6-2 and grabbing 13 rebounds like it's a walk in the park, it is one of those X factors come playoff time, and especially if there is an injury, if there is a guy out, that you can rely on Bruce Brown to come in and fill that void. Yeah, Bruce Brown is one of those role players that you love to have. He's, he's you know... Probably their grittiest player, Jeff Green is as well. But, you know, night in and night out, he just does all the dirty work. You know, if you want me to play the four, coach, I'll play the four. I'll set a screen, I'll roll in that sweet spot, I'll make the defense pay. You know, if you want me to go out there and guard your best player on the perimeter, I'll do that as well. Get some rebounds, boom, count me in. So he's an invaluable player for the Nets. Shamit comes in off the bench and, and drills threes last night. You know, the Nets just have all those guys that are just be contributing all season long. It's, it's not nothing new without having Harden out there contributing and, and making the game easy offensively. They're still able to produce and find their rhythm and it's just a, it's just fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, the concern every week for us is when will the big three be together? I think I would be worried if it was 10 games and under and, you know, that that one and two seed didn't matter as much. I think they, it definitely matters. And so, you know, the 18 games left, I want to see those guys out there at least the last 10 games for me. I, I think just to build some rhythm together, just a little bit more cohesiveness and, and, and to try to solidify that rotation somewhat, right? Like, you know, this season has been so many guys in and out of the lineups. Those last 10 games matter, right? We're going to shorten up the rotation just somewhat. And I want to see those three guys healthy, contributing, and playing well. And listen, they're locked into the one or two. I am not worried at all. I know you might disagree with me, Kerry. Three and a half up on Milwaukee. You think there's a shot that Milwaukee can catch them here? Anything can happen in the NBA. I mean, so I, I would be concerned about that. If it was a five games, you know, up ahead with 18 to go, yeah, I wouldn't be concerned. But three and a half, you know, lose tonight against Philly and, you know, Milwaukee wins, you know, that's, that's a couple games there. So they have to play well. I mean, they can't just give these last few games away and just throw away the number one seed. That's important to them. They've worked hard for it this year. They've been through a lot, and um, I want to see them maintain that. 37-17, and 17, tied for first in the Eastern Conference. Like we said, with the Sixers coming up on the schedule, they got 10 games left against te playoff teams over 500, and then eight left versus teams under 500. So the schedule is not terrible. It's pretty good. I mean, you look at every game as a game that they can win, but the big topic of conversation is tonight. And now we get into the juicy part of our opening segment, and that's when Ben Simmons wanted to talk some smack, and we'll talk about this, too, with Brian Lewis a little bit more later on in the show, along with Kenny Anderson joining us in just a little bit, but Ben Simmons came out and made a statement 
that we're going to look at come playoff time when the Nets beat the Sixers. I'm going to say it now. I know Robin would agree because, you know, Robin is, is Nets world order all day long as the big wrestling guy that he is. I'm not a big wrestling guy. I don't know about you. Or, do you follow wrestling, Kerry? You're not a big wrestling guy. Yeah, I, I never got into that. But I, I like the Nets world order thing, and that's what's going to come up come end of May. Come June, you know, the playoffs will start late this year because the season goes to mid-May. But Ben Simmons saying to the media, we're going for the past champs. The Lakers, they were the ones who won a championship. So you got to give the respect to them. Obviously, Brooklyn has a lot of talent. But at the end of the day, there's only one ball and you got to play defense too. Ben Simmons is going to get fouled hard tonight. I mean, he is basically taking a huge dump all over the nets, Kerry. And I think he's going to regret it. Yeah, he, he might regret that a little bit. I, I I think, you know, the Laker comment, I don't really take offense to that because it is true, right? Lakers won it last year. But I would say, you know, the sharing the ball thing when you have three superstar players, you know, that that's a little bit of a dig. And then also saying they have to guard and play defense, which is, you know, has been the Nets Achilles heel this season if, if we want to be nitpicking with their with their uh, season. So we're interested to see how it plays out, right? Like you got to play the Nets at some point. He knows that how good the Nets are. And he knows that they're going to have to eventually go through the Nets. And so he's just setting the bait there. I think a little bit of a gamesmanship going on with, with um, Simmons. Watch out, Ben Simmons. Be careful. Did you ever have that in your day? Did you have guys... Now, so the media was different. There wasn't Twitter and everything. But did you have guys say something in the media that you heard and and come playoffs, whether it was Pierce or or one of the guys you go up against, Kobe, I don't know, a guy that talks smack you heard about it and that kind of lit a fire into into your Nets teams? No, not really. I I don't think guys were were, were saying too much stuff. You know, I mean, I think sometimes, I mean, I remember Kenyon Martin going back and forth with uh, Tim Thomas, but that was player to player. It wasn't just a dig on the on the team. So I think Ben Simmons is is just kind of trying to maybe fuel himself, right? Get himself going to play a little bit harder and compete against the Nets. So we'll see if he plays tonight and, and how he responds to that. Ben Simmons, I don't know, man. To me, I think he's a little bit overrated. Uh, this is this is me talking my smack. Now we're going Ned Sixers. We're bringing the smack talk back to them, Carrie. You ready for go this, ahead, Ben Simmons? Ahead, You're overrated. The Sixers aren't winning Jack SH. You know what? The Nets are going to win the East. So whatever you say, say it. Make make yourself feel better. Maybe you'll sleep better at night. Maybe you'll feel better about yourself. But the Nets are the best team in basketball when they are healthy. That's the only thing. You know, if he wants to say that and the big three out on the floor, okay. But I think the Nets are the complete package when they are all out there. And I really just do not see any shot that the Sixers will beat the Nets come playoff time. So I'm already, I'm going to frame that. We're going to frame that picture and put it on our full court on Flatbush wall. I wish we had audio of it because then we could go back and play it when we're at when we're doing a show maybe outside Barclays. I wish we had it on the audio board, Kerry, and we could we could just play it over and over because I think he's gonna regret it, bro. Well, you know, listen, KD follows everything in the media and he reads every article. He, he so you know he heard those comments, and so it's gonna be in the back of his mind when he's when he gets the ball in the ISO situation and, and Simmons is guarding him. He's gonna say, "Oh, you made a comment about playing defense? Well, you try to guard me." And so we'll see what happens. And this is why we pay you the big bucks, Carrie, because you lead me into my next point of conversation, and that's Kevin Durant, who we saw was smooth, uh, smooth in the streets, and he's also been smooth in the tweets. He, uh, him, and Shannon Sharp are having a feud. And first off, do you 
are you concerned at all with his tweets and how he does react and respond to a lot of people? And, you know, we had the whole Michael Rappaport saga. Now the Shannon Sharp thing, and I'll read the tweets in a second. Does it bother you? Do you think it does get to his head? Does that concern you? I think it definitely gets into his head. I mean, it's not like he, you know, has a couple of exchanges and then it's over. I mean, he's having multiple exchanges. He's got a lot of thoughts behind whatever the conversation is about and the other guy's opinion about it. And so he's going back and forth. So it's definitely in his head. You know, I want to see him focus a little bit more just on on this season and, and the Nets. But somehow I think he, he uses this as fuel to go out there and, and just play harder. I don't, maybe that's where he gets a lot of his energy from. Yeah, this, uh, this whole thing. So basically Shannon Sharp said a quote, carry on TV. Kevin Durant said, y'all drunk uncle out here lying again. When did I say this, Shannon Sharp? And someone who I follow, Sean, he said the he, and he said it, he's referring to isn't you, dog. Kevin Durant responds to it with with a picture of the Russell Westbrook uh, face like, huh? (laughs) And then then basically Shannon Sharp quotes a tweet. He said, y'all remember the fake account when Katie said, now everybody want to play for the Heat and Lakers. Let's go back to being competitive and going to those at these peoples, then joined 73 and nine Warriors and Bills Nets in a superpower with Kyrie and Harden. OMG. Durant responds to that with, Old Shannon refuses to respond to me. Yo, Shannon, why are you using your platform to push fake quotes about me? So Shannon basically quote tweets that and said, KD, if you want to talk to me, I'm not hard to find, but I'm not going back and forth on social media. Whatever our differences are, They can be handled out of the eye of social media. Whoa. And then, I mean, there's more. Shannon Sharp blocks Kevin Durant, and KD says, but I'm sensitive with a screenshot of Shannon Sharp blocking him. This is getting juicy, bro. It's like Drake and Meek Mill. Well, the difference is is that he's part of the media, right? And you're you're a current athlete, so you can't win, right? Because, I mean, yeah, you have a microphone through Twitter, whatever. You can say what you want to say. But really, he can criticize you whenever he wants, whatever you're doing on the court. So leave it at that. I mean, going back and forth. And then Shannon is making comments in the media and then trying to say, oh, well, let's have a private conversation. Like, no, you didn't have to go to the media and try to expose him and, and then say, oh, well, why are you responding to what I said? Of course, if you said something about Kevin Durant, if you're Stephen A or Shannon Sharp or whoever, he's going to respond. You know that. So I've, if I was part of the media, I would just keep Kevin Durant out of your mouth unless you have anything beautiful to say about his jump shot. <laughs> it's instant clicks and views for them. I mean, think of this Shannon Sharp. There's people who probably never watch his show on, on Fox FS1, I think it is. And now people might tune in and say, oh, what does he got to say about Katie? So these media people will come at him in order to for an agenda, and, and we know that. Um, and he takes the bait every time. He, he takes, takes the, bait. the bait. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty – I mean, it's wildly entertaining. I mean, I live for this kind of stuff. I live for Twitter beefs. I live for rap beefs. Well, maybe he does it too. Maybe KD does it just for that same exact reason, that he wants to get more folks to follow him and, and think that KD's opinion is very interesting because you know he's going to banter back and forth with you if you make a comment about him. I don't follow many current athletes. I follow KD because I, I want to see these replies. <laughs> I mean, even to like the random, a, a guy said, man, punch KD in his bleep, unk. He a F boy. And KD, KD respond, you calling a grown man unk because he is on TV as suspect. Have some respect for your real uncle. I just liked it right now. That's incredible. I mean, he's responding to the average Joe's to the point where he responded to a SoundCloud rapper. It's getting to the point where SoundCloud rappers want to argue with me for engagement. 
And he said, go listen to Detroit B music, please. So, I mean, SoundCloud rappers are coming at him. Shannon Sharp's coming at him. Who's next? I mean, name that next person. I mean, they're going to have Vegas line soon, Carrie, of who will be the next guy to beef with KD. And let's hope it doesn't take from the team. You know, you want him to ball? He's, he went out and dropped 31 last night. It was like exactly. nothing happened on Twitter. So if he does his job on the court, have some fun on Twitter. That dude gets between that li- those lines is nothing that can stop him. I mean, he's just a, such a talented basketball player. So let him have his fun on Twitter. I guess the Nets are just like, go ahead, dude, do your thing. If folks want to banter back and forth, did you, you know, have your fun, but just don't let it get into your head. Be an interesting four games before we come back next week, full court of Flappers, where I'm sorry to Nets fans, you had to hear me today. Uh, you'll get Robin Lundberg back in the saddle. There's a change of scenery. One guy with hair, one guy without, one guy slim, one guy chubby. Uh, you get the you get the best of both worlds. But Sixers, Hornets, Heat, Pelicans. Now, if the Nets could win three or four of these games before we do the next show, and they play the Raptors next Wednesday, I think you're feeling pretty good because the Hornets and Heat and the Sixers are three potential teams you may be seeing in the playoffs. Yeah, who's playing in those games, though? That's the question, right? We don't know. You know, is Durant going to play back-to-back tonight? Don't know. Probably not, is my guess. Kyrie Irving, he's out. We don't know how long that's going to be. They said a week, so that's, what, three games? So maybe he will play tonight. I don't know, man. It's, uh, you know, I hate to see them give away this number one seed heading into the postseason. They worked so hard for it to maintain it and to fight and grit through all these challenges. But at the end of the day, right, those last 10 games are what matters to Kerry Kittles and what matters to, to the Nets fans. It should matter. If these guys are healthy the last 10 games, Heading into the postseason, we're good to go. And we're in the building postseason? I mean, what is going on? I mean, they need to expand attendance. I mean, I, I get it for, for COVID, but I'm hoping once more people are vaccinated here and maybe end of May, beginning of June, playoff time, we got to get that place at least 50%. I mean, 1,800 is a different field. Barclays, I was at the Garden on Friday, and it was it was kind of rocking. It got close, went to overtime. It was fun, but, you know, we need to be in the building there, Kerry. And I, I, I think you have an itch to be there for the playoffs. Yeah, I do. I want to see these guys in person, and I will work on that for us. All right, we're going to make it happen. Full corner on Flatbush. Jake Brown here filling in for Robin Lumberg. Alongside number 30, Kerry Kittles, Nets great. We're going to be joined by another Nets great friend of the program next, Kenny Anderson, right here on Full Court on Flatbush. Joining us now is a friend of the program. It's former Nets guard. He played on the New Jersey Nets from 91 to 96. He made an all-star team in 94. He's a two-time first-team all-ACC player. He also went on to play for the Hornets, Blazers, Celtics, Sonics, Pacers, Hawks, Clippers. He played overseas. It's the great Mr. Chips, Kenny Anderson in the building. Kenny, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, always good chatting with you, and now you're coaching at Fisk. We talk about you uh, recruiting guys, getting on the couches, and bringing them in. Whatever you do, listen, I know you're posting about your Celtics, too. I got to hate on you for that. I mean, where's the love for the for the Brooklyn Nets, bro? I mean, you talk about the Celtics. I give love to three of my NBA teams I played for, the Brooklyn Nets, the Boston Celtics, and the Portland Trailblazers. And last night, I really didn't care who won. I just wanted a good game. And uh, Jason just, you know, lit him up. He's doing extremely well right now. He's on fire. You played with Paul Pierce, correct? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Any any reactions to him uh, on Instagram Live uh, and what happened in that situation? No, I just, it's bad, but hey, he should know better. I, I really, I really want to get into, you know, into that. 
but uh, it's just too bad, man. You know, yeah, he has to know we're we're living in the world of uh, Instagram, Twitter. People know what you're doing. You know, if you if you want to if you want it to be put out there, it's gonna get out there. And uh, he's Paul Pierce. He's very he's very popular. It's a no brainer, man. You don't get caught up in things like that. Hey, hey, Kenny, just wanted to get your thoughts on on the Nets. Obviously, they've, they've had some guys in and out the lineups, in particular the, their big three. What, what are your thoughts on them finishing up the regular season and, and heading into the postseason? I think, you know, what everybody is questioning is their togetherness. Uh, will they be all right? Two guys play one night and then one guy doesn't play. That's a big problem if you wasn't dealing with those type of players that they're dealing They're dealing with some skilled players, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant and Harding, they're top three. So you could top four or five in the league. It's just an awesome talent that they have. And they got the new guys coming in. Blake Griffin is there. Aldridge, they got they got a crew. So I, I got them to probably, them or Boston to win the East. Boston? What is that? Yeah, I'm, I'm going. Because I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate on the teams that I play for that give me love. Boston or the or the or the New Jersey or the Brooklyn Nets. I, I, I almost said uh, New Jersey. <laughs> so the Nets are healthy, right? You know they play those seven games or so together. Your expectations are they're going to make the conference finals, NBA finals? Is that is that your stance on the Nets as far as the expectations? Oh yeah, definitely. it wouldn't be a good season if they don't go to the finals. If they don't go to the finals, it wouldn't be good. With the talent they have, they should go to the top, to the finals. Period. No ifs, ands, or buts. I think you'd have to win the finals, Kenny. I think it's a disappointment if this team doesn't win a championship. you got to beat the Lakers. I mean, I know the Lakers yeah. crushed them the other night, but that game's kind of a throwaway. It didn't really mean much. No LeBron, AD, guys not on both sides. But I think you got to beat the Lakers or the Suns, whoever, Clippers, whoever comes out of the West. I would say that's a disappointment if you don't win a championship with all the pieces and the future that you traded away and the draft picks. I mean, it is championship or bust this season. Yeah, if you really want to agree with the talent they have on the roster, they probably should. And you're absolutely correct. They probably should. Kenny Anderson is joining us for a few more minutes here at Full Court and Flappers. You can follow him on Twitter at Chibs underscore one. You can check out his documentary, Mr. Chibs. Go watch that. I watched it. It was very good. Um, so check that out. But I, I didn't realize you were a head coach of a slam ball team, the Hombres. Uh, I mean, I, I, I loved it. I, I think I remember it. watching that. It was on, like, what, Spike TV, and guys were on – can you take us through coaching uh, the that team? Oh, that, that, that was great. Them guys, was, they was nuts, but they listened to me. It was much respect, and I love slam ball. It was awesome, and I could even dunk all type of ways. No, I couldn't dunk, but when I got it was slam ball, it was awesome, man. It was just awesome feet, and I'm glad I got the chance to coach, you know, those players and things of that name. It was just awesome. And you also were in, I mean, how, I mean, we need to bring these shows back. Slam ball, and we need to bring back pros versus Joes. But how was your experience on pros versus Joes? <laughs> it was cool, man, but the, it was cool. I don't remember, you know, I, actually, those was, was way off, and I don't remember. It was in New Orleans, I knew, and um, I was a little out of shape. Because I wasn't, I remember I wasn't, I was out of shape and the, and the guys was going at me. Don't tell me and the Joes then, beat you, Kenny. Do not tell me a, a Joe I, I beat think, you. I, I think one game and then after uh, that I got serious. I got serious. <laughs> oh, so you didn't take him serious and then it was a no, game? I, I did. I did. You're absolutely right. I did. And then the guy, I was like, God, that guy can shoot. And I started playing a little harder. 
Oh man, that's like go Carrie. That's like him going up against me. I make like a couple shots. He's like, "Damn, I did not see that coming." And then and then Carrie and then he lifts his pants up. He lifts his shorts up, and then yeah. means business because you ain't losing to a Joe. No, 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 no. Joe. It was, it, was, it was fun. No, I had a great time, man. You ever take any of your players one on one? You're fifty. Do you still got it? Well, I could shoot. I could shoot. You know, and um, I could dribble. But running up and down, that's where they get me at. <laughs> that's where they get me at. Oh, man. Yeah. Stay, yep. stay in your lane, man. Stay in your lane. We don't want to see you on the yeah, that's what, that's what, that's what, that's what, that's what the players say. Stay. I say, okay, I am. I am. And I stop. But I like, I, you know, I do play horse, you know, with my, my team. And I beat them all the time. Different shots and things of that nature. I, you I better, bro. You better beat them and, and shoot it. I get the running thing. You get older. I get that. Um, I don't know how I didn't bring this up. You guys had to have faced each other. I mean, Kenny, you got the league in 96. Um, do you remember covering Kenny at all? It might have been switches because he was a shooting guard. You were a point guard. but We, we, we uh, Kerry Kittles, he played with the great Jason Kidd. And um, it, it always come to me when we talk about, you know, NBA I, I played with the Boston Celtics. We played them in the in the playoffs, and we beat them. And uh, we came back, and we won, we was down by twenty three, and we came back, and we won. And I believe, you know, we were so hyped, you know, for the series. We had thought we would have won the series, you know, and then they came back and they put it on us. They Car- played. Kerry is well. shaking his head right now. Kerry, do you ever you you have a reaction yeah. to that? Yeah, he knows. <laughs> he knows. I, I just think that you know, listen, they. For whatever reason, they got fool's gold thinking that they were the better team because they just came <laughs> back on us. And they, we just knew we were better. And the next you, you, night you we, knew it. You, I know. we knew you, we were better. The next night we came back and showed you guys. Anytime you lose on a road like that, anytime you lose on a road like that, you would imagine that it would be a deflating <laughs> loss and would, and would put the other team to bed. And you would, you would come back and crush them the following night. You at home. And what happened? We came back the following night, put the hammer down, and it was and the series was over. No, man, but uh, that 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 series was great. You know, that was the closest I ever got to winning the Eastern Conference, and I wanted to win it. And the Nets, they won it, so it was tough. I wanted to win it that year. That's those series are great. I remember those Nets Celtic series were fun, and and you guys that was a dog fight between you guys. But uh, you know, you know, Kenny, the uh, the Nets ended up on the better end of. of the yeah, he did. No, no, no. Honestly, they had a great team. Um, Terry Kittles had a great career. They just had a great team. But we had a very good team also with Paul and Antoine and myself. But it was it was two teams that was going at it and they and they pulled it off. I was so sick, you know, because I wanted to win. That was kinda late in my career. And I felt that uh we had an opportunity, but we let it slip away and it beat us. Those were the times with no Instagram lies and blunts and strip strippers uh, active in the in the community. It was just it was just straight hoops, and uh, yeah, Paul definitely. Pierce was certainly balling back then. Kenny Anderson always balling on full court on Flatbush. Thanks for joining us again, man. All right, my man. All right, Kettle. Joining us now is Nets beat writer for the New York Post, Brian Lewis. You can follow him on Twitter at NYPost underscore Lewis. Read his stories in the post at NYPost.com. What are your thoughts, Brian, on this Nets upcoming schedule? Four, four out of five on the road. Obviously, it, tonight's a big game against the Sixers, but w- what are your thoughts on this next few games, you know, perhaps without without Harden or without uh, Irving? I mean, they've shown an ability to win on the road, so I, I'm I'm less concerned with going on the road than I am just with making sure that the guys that need the rest and need to get healthy, get healthy. I think that's 
for this team, I mean, especially when they're as supremely talented as they are, I mean, that's the overwhelming worry for me. It's not necessarily winning a game on the road or even dropping one random game, whatever, in mid-April. Oh, so you so you wouldn't be concerned if they were one in five after the stretch? Well, I mean, I didn't, one in five is a little different than, I, as I say, dropping a game. Certainly, listen, I I think there's a there's a real value in trying to be the number one seed because there's a huge value in trying to avoid Milwaukee. I think the, to me, and you may have a completely different approach. I think the value here is less than, oh, am I worried that the Nets can't win, say, a game seven on the road? when there's not that many fans in the building, the value is I don't see any reason to be messing around and playing Milwaukee in the second round when you don't have to. I think that's the greater concern. But you might have a different view on that. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious what your take on that is. No, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, Milwaukee <laughs> Milwaukee is is loaded now. I mean, you know, Drew Holiday is there. They have the wings. I, you know, I, I like what they've done. They, they add the guy from uh, from the Rockets. So, I, I I do not want to face Milwaukee <laughs> until right. the conference finals if I if I had a choice. Well, because four through eight is a big jumble. Where you you know four could be the Hawks, it could be the Knicks, it could be the Celtics, it could be the Heat. So we know what three is. So yeah, I would agree with you there. And um, they're playing the Sixers. It's possibly an Eastern Conference Finals preview. We don't know about KD. It's not going to be the full Nets roster. But Brian uh, Ben Simmons is out here talking a whole lot of smack. We're going for the past champs, the Lakers. They're the only ones who have won a championship, so you got to give respect to them. Obviously, Brooklyn has a lot of talent, but at the end of the day, there's only one ball, and you got to play defense, too. He is going to regret this statement in a few months, Brian. I think he's right. Before you answer the question, Brian, I think it's gamesmanship, but go ahead and answer it. <laughs> you, you think it is gamesmanship? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. You're, you're trying to get into their heads because he knows how loaded the Nets are. He knows. Oh, him, they, from his point of view, it's game yes, yes. Not the Nets resting guy. No, okay, he's okay, trying okay. to get into the Nets' head because yes. he knows how good yes. the Nets can be if those yes. three guys are healthy. So he's just yes. trying to light a little fire, yes. play some mind games ahead in case they right. rest all three guys in tonight's matchup. That's Right. Totally gamesmanship. Ben Simmons is talking all this junk for a team that's done absolutely nothing. I know they're at the top of the East, but let's relax. They haven't been to the finals. The Nets are stacked, so I get what he's doing. We're going to old takes. Ex I've been old takes exposed. That Twitter account has got me many a times. Ben Simmons is about to get old takes exposed come playoff time, and you could watch out uh, for that. What What is the timeline here? Do we know, Brian, on James Harden, what's going on there? I mean, Harden wasn't even really going to be reevaluated until they come back anyway. They weren't coming. They were never, even if the game in Minnesota had been played when it was supposed to be played, they were never going to come back to Brooklyn and then drive down to Philly, right? So he won't even be evaluated until Thursday or Friday. I don't necessarily assume, and nobody has told me this, I don't assume that he's going to get evaluated Friday and then play. I am assuming that there will be more time missed. I don't know how much because I take it it's supposed to be just like a grade one, which is not catastrophic. So I assume it won't be long. It won't. It shouldn't be as long as KD's was, but I assume there will be more time missed. What are your thoughts on, on, on Steve Nash? Every time you come on our show, I'm, I'm enamored with – uh, the job that that staff has been able to do with so many moving parts this season with the guys in and out of the lineups and, and such. How do you and managing these role players and, and having these guys consistently contribute and knowing who to go to on any given night? Last night, Bruce Brown didn't have it going. OK, fine. Shaman had it going. So he's some more minutes. I just think that Nash and D'Antoni, what they've been able to do this year, 
keeping his team where they are with <laughs> so many challenges that are just, you know, doesn't happen normally in the NBA season. But now we're seeing that. And I just wanted to get your opinion on that um, and what they've been able to do. I think Nash has done a great job at what he was hired to do. I mean, and it was never his job, as I think we've discussed, was not really all about, okay, the X's and O's and I'm going to run this this great, you know, out of timeout play. That That was never really what he was brought in to do. I mean, you have guys that are experienced to do that. You have D'Antoni who is experienced at doing that. You have Jacques who's experienced at doing that. Um, Adoka is a guy that's obviously relied on for the defense. Nash has been, I don't want to say CEO because that has these connotations and people get triggered, but, but his idea was that he had to get these guys all rowing in the same direction, right? All pulling in the same direction. He had to get guys that are starters to be willing to come off the bench. He had guy had to get guys that were, alpha male superstars to occasionally give up a shot he had to get all of these guys to deal with ups and downs and being in and out of the lineup and different combinations and so far he has done what i would say is a masterful job at doing that which was the most important thing that he had to do when you consider how much talent is on this roster so he's done a great job at that now yeah when he comes to the playoffs the eastern conference has some pretty good coaches so those guys will test him mm-hmm. in whatever, five games, six games, maybe seven game series. That'll be a different challenge. But the challenge in the regular season, he's been masterful at that so far. Brian Lewis, give him a follow on Twitter at NYPost underscore Lewis. He covers the Nets for the New York Post. Brian, always good chatting with you. No, anytime, guys. That'll say adios to episode 17, the Phil Jackson edition of Full Court on Flatbush, our Brooklyn Nets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Brian Mungia for helping me out in producing the show. Subscribe to Full Court on Flatbush on Apple Podcasts and go in there and give us a five-star rating and write in a nice review, please. It's easy and it's free. We appreciate it. For Kerry Kittles, I'm Jake Brown. We'll be back next Wednesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and thanks as always for listening to Full Court on Flatbush. Let's go next.